Welcome everybody to the After Ed Podcast with Jason Vest, where we interview thought leaders, educators, and students from around the world, people that just aren't content with the status quo. Why should you listen to me? Because I'm an educator right there in the trenches doing it every single day. Please tune in. All right, Uh, everybody, we uh, are so fortunate to have uh, a great, great educator, great entrepreneur, great guy here with us today, Don Wetrick. Don, thank you so much for being on. My pleasure, Jason. So, Don, I'm just going to run through a few of these awesome things that you've done and are doing. Uh, You wrote a book, Pure Genius, Building a Culture of Innovation, and taking 20% time to the next level. You're an innovation coordinator at Noblesville High in Indianapolis. You've worked both as a middle school teacher and a high school teacher. You're the founder and CEO of Start Ed Up, which is designed to transform school culture, forward innovation, and student-led entrepreneurship. You've been all around the world bringing this mindset into classrooms. You're also a podcast host, same name, Start Ed Up, where you feature entrepreneurs, authors, and other educators, including some big names like Tim Ferriss, Gary Vee, Seth Godin, and Dr. Tina Selig. And in my mind, the the coolest thing that you've done, you just got started with, and you have launched something called Future Ready You, which uh, I want to get back to uh, in a little bit. But Don, again, thank you for coming uh, on the show and, and agreeing to do this. Um, I want you though, because this is new to me and, and I'm not going to fake that I have a ton of experience doing anything remotely close to what you've done. Um, but you are an inspiration to, to what I'm trying to do. So I just want you to take me back to the moment or the, the day, the minute where you yeah. realize, Hey, I can't just be a normal teacher anymore. And I'm doing air quotes, but you know, how did you start down your innovation and entrepreneurship journey? Uh, it's funny. It's literally a singleton moment. And I, I still have the email. <clears throat> it was a email that said, watch this. And it was a link to Daniel Payne's TED Talk. That was it. And I watched it on my lunch break. And um, I watched it and I was like, whoa. In the next period, I had an, a freshman English class and I showed it to them. I'm like, what do you guys think? And they're like, eh, this is fine. Well, why'd you show it to him? I'm like, well, this guy who talks about, you know, Atlassian and Google and like gave their employees 20% of their work day to do the things they feel compelled to do. They're like, yeah, I go, well, I want to do that in this class. Really? Yeah. So I'm going to give you guys Friday to self-direct your own learning. And that was the moment where started everything. Of course, it was a miserable failure in year one, but this is what started everything. Sure. So, you know, how did you go from, from that moment to, yes, you know, I realized this is something I got to do. This was a total failure, you know, great idea, great concept. So when did you start to realize and organize like, hey, you know, we're on to something here. I think this needs to develop into uh, an entire class. Yeah. I mean, again, we, we did this as, as like a 30 minutes on a Friday kind of thing. And even the timing was bad. I think I showed that to them in like April. So when you, when you introduce anything new after spring break, it's just kind of silly on my part. Um, but it seemed as though that the kids that weren't doing as well in the class, the ones that didn't like freshman English were the ones doing the best. And I thought, man, what if I, what if I made this the class? What if I took, in my mind, I was thinking of struggling students and, and 
get them to like school and like school culture? What if I got them to work on the things that they've always wanted to work on, but you know, they just never felt compelled to do. And so um, I asked for my own class and they told me no. And I pretended they said yes. And I just kept going as if they had said yes. And I started forming relationships and partnerships. So it'd be a hard time for them to say no. And, you know, it's kind of had that whole linchpin, you know, Seth Godin mindset there about it. And eventually I got it approved and we ran and we were on our way. Yeah, I just, I think that's great. And I think that's important, um, especially um, for me and, and other folks in our area to hear that, you know, there is pushback, but um, where you've taken this thing ultimately um, should be enough evidence for those that are considering uh, making a shift or carrying on a shift. So I, I just, I know that you did something over the past couple of weeks. Um, you launched something called Future Ready You. Tell us about future ready you yeah um essentially um and and we were kind of I, i'm not on a mission to be anti-university i'm not um but i do have some concerns about university and and, and um one day we were talking about how at started up we were working with schools and teachers and it was actually one of my guests that I had on is uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. And after, after the recording was over, he's like, why are you working with schools? You should be working with parents. And I'm like, well, cause schools can change. He's like, not fast enough. They can't. He's like, you mean to tell me if your kid is a junior, you think that they're really going to get your kind of class next year? I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. He says, you should start like your own like university. I'm like, Oh, okay. And he says, you know, or at least like an online community. He says, your class should be available to more students. And I'm like, like what age? He says, I'd say from middle school up to 30, <laughs> which is ironic because since we've launched, we've had a lot of people in their twenties and thirties going, uh, is this weird? But can I take the class? I believe it. And so, um, you know, the basics of it, like everything I've ever done in this podcast, it always comes down to is your entrepreneurial mindset, right? And a lot of people talk about the, you know, the creative mindset, the innovative mindset, the, you know, artistic mindset, whatever. And those are all great. But I think that what trumps them all is the entrepreneurial mindset. Because if you are innovative, if it's a great idea, you need to take it to the world, which is entrepreneurialism. And people get hung up and say, well, it doesn't have to, you don't have to be capitalistic about everything. You're right, but you still need to be entrepreneurial. Even the most altruistic person, they take it to the world. They take it to market. And I want my students to have that. And so that's what we did with Future Ready You. And, and it's kind of, um, you know, I, we weren't necessarily, you know, mocking university, but we were like, this is, this is, and, and then I felt bad because I totally forgot about, there, there is a group called Future Ready Schools. And I, you know, I contacted them like, hey, you know, sorry if there's brand confusion. And I hope there's not, you know, but Future Ready Schools is to get, you know, schools, um, future ready. And, and, and I, I wanted to go to parents and students themselves that, you know, like Gary said, you know, I, I'm begging for more people to have, you know, what we do, which is our innovation open source learning class. Well, a lot of schools I work with are like, you know what? And, you know, in two years when we're, this is up for board discussion, we may do that. Well, okay. I'm going to offer it to, to your students now. And then ironically enough, since we launched this, we now have schools asking, Hey, can we have this a part of our curriculum? And of course, I'm like going, I'm like, are you kidding me? 
<laughs> for like the last three years, I've been begging you to do stuff with, and, and, um, well, it turns out that a lot of schools didn't, you know, they didn't necessarily want us to have a conversation about having this as a class. There's some schools that are like, Hey, I think we can sneak this into a curriculum, maybe like a freshman orientation, maybe like an eighth grade, you know, sometimes they have like, you know, basic skills class. And so, I mean, we're still finding our way. And matter of fact, it was kind of, it's, it's been such a fun learning experience. Like the first week we came, well, actually we're kind of at the end of the first week. We're like, man, this thing is going to pop. Everybody will want to buy. And on the first day it was like, meh. Cause it turns out, you know, our, the people that we were marketing, parents did not know or care who Gary V was. They did not know or care who Seth Godin was, who Tina was. And so we had to adjust our messaging a little bit and it's starting to work out better. Um, but no matter what, like, I'm having the time in my life because I'm adjusting. Like, you know, I've been entrepreneurial in other things as also being a teacher. And, you know, I, I know this, it's nobody's fault but my own. And, and I will be as transparent. Like, you know, there was this like, well, you know, if we don't get the big numbers, are you going to, you know, pretend that they are big numbers? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to tell people how it's going. I want to share that journey in real time because the best laid plans, you know what that happens to the best laid plans. So um, it's going to be fun. It's uh, And basically what Start Ed Up is and, and now with the Academy is we offer um, basically kind of a four-ish week entrepreneurial mindset course, which is the foundation of, in my opinion, everything. And then in kind of a three-week get ready, get set, go on the basis of entrepreneurialism, especially if you're under you know, 25 kind of thing. And then after that, <clears throat> you can take those in succession. Um, but we're going to be about from one to two times a week, um, having guests on our show that want to go into micro. Um, so like, um, like Amy Wilkinson, I think has agreed to be on, uh, Tina, I can probably assume will be. So people that have like smaller concepts after the, the, after your mindset's right, you know, Nick Koyama, who's been doing a lot of work with, um, a lot of, well, I don't want to say which ones, they, they, but really big YouTube all-stars who happen to have Lamborghinis parked in the back of their garage and like knowledge. Um, uh, but I mean, we, we've got some guys like, hey, I'd like to teach a small course to students on the basics of branding or video editing or, uh, you know, understanding cryptocurrency or, you know, things, of, things that they basically don't teach in school, but they'll be able to get through our community. As you take these classes, we're trying to build a robust community of students that just do. And um, I don't know. I mean, we'll see how it turns out. <laughs> but I'm extremely excited because a lot of the people that have it on the podcast are excited. And they said that they'll contribute some lessons and things of that nature, too. So I, I think it's exciting. No, I, I couldn't agree more. And um, I know you're a parent and, and I'm a parent. Uh, my, my kids are, are a lot younger um, and haven't even got into, uh, you know, the system, so to speak. But I just, again, as a teacher, as a parent, um, there's no pulling, pulling the wool over my eyes. Like, I, I understand what it is, what kind of system we're a part of, and I understand that it's old and the type of student that that's going to pump out. And if my kids are not great test takers and great at recalling information and facts, um, does that mean that they're not going to have opportunities successful or they're going to get into trouble because we don't know how to adapt to them? And so I think, uh, you know, something that, that I always think about and I guess say to myself is that, you know, the only thing 
you know, I, I know that core content, reading, writing, you know, those things are important. But I still think that the only thing that's not broken with our system are the kids themselves. And so when we talk about uh, giving them opportunities, what you all have done with Future Ready You, um, it could be looked at as a supplement, but man, I mean, I, I'm so excited. Uh, and, and, you know, I might be one of those 30-year-olds trying to take your course myself, but then really the fact that this is available for when my kids get a little older um, is just, it's just really exciting. Thanks. And I think that was our approach too, is that, um, you know, prototype number one is it, it may be, you know, we thought maybe it'd be 200 people right out of the box. It may be 50 to 75. Um, but no matter what, we've got a five-year plan um, yeah. and longer uh, because, you know, <laughs> I think one of my favorite quotes is the Reed Hoffman quote. And he says, you know, if you don't look back on your first attempt on your product and you don't cringe or you're not embarrassed a little bit, you waited too long to launch. Yeah. We did not wait around for perfect. Uh, like I think that there's at least 50 people that will contribute to our um, pool of lessons, but I haven't heard back from all 50. Did I wait around? No. Will I? No. Are there people out there that I have yet to meet that will probably be contributing? Yes. So it's for those reasons that I think that, um, yeah, we do want to wait around for your kids as they get older and have this. But in the meantime, yeah, the, the, the 20 and 30 somethings, um, like the, honestly, that was almost one of our pivots. We had a lot of parents that like, honestly, our homeschool network was the ones that were most vocal and said, Hey, we'd love to have this. And in some ways we didn't know in our messaging, is this a class for parents to pass down onto their kids? Or is this a class for the kids? And we thought it most optimal that parents would also take it with their kids. There's no foul language. Everything in here is the, the only thing that we had a push. Like we, you know, when people said, what's your age range on here? I said eighth grade and up. It's because there's one section that is about the glorious wonderment of social media branding and all the tools you can use with it. Yet, I don't recommend anything I don't do in my own home. And my middle daughter, Anna, does not have a social media account. And uh, she probably will next year. And, you know, so on the branding side, um, you know, eighth grade was, was the top end, or I guess the bottom end, so to speak. Um, but you know, as these families, you know, take these things, I mean, I, I like we're, the Wetricks are an entrepreneurial family. We live all these things. And, and I am excited that, you know, some, some people are like, well, my daughter's in six, well, then great. If you want to, as a 45 year old, take the class, boy, this is going to be a, a fun adventure, you know, for you kind of thing. So You know, when I think about um, creating these opportunities for everyone, and when I mean, when I say everyone, I mean not just the teachers and students during the day in the building, but when they go home, what I found is that a lot of parents, they want to be involved in the kids' education when they get into middle school and especially high school. They want to keep that connection there, but they really don't know how to do that. And I think what you said, um, having the student and the parents or whoever they live with take this class together. Uh, I mean, what, just what could be better? Uh, you're getting things done with your kid. You're getting new mindsets with your kid. And there's no longer that, Hey, what'd you do at school today? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and, and, I, and again, I, I, the, the ones that we heard back from the most, when we started like throwing out the trial balloon, so to speak, after, after Gary kind of shook me to my core, like I said, was the, was the homeschool network. Um, and, and it's funny because Seth Godin said something on my show earlier that, that just like, wow. He said, Don, every child should be homeschooled. Just some get home at three o'clock. Yeah. And, uh, that, that hit me. Like I was like, it's exactly what the Wetricks do. Like all my kids are homeschooled. But yeah. they go, but they go to their public school up until you know three o'clock. So it, with that in mind, I think this is a is a curriculum that will enhance the family for sure. So I think that's great, and um, I just I, I got to throw it. You know, you you turned me on to Gary V. I, I was one of these people that had no idea who he was, and then uh, when I heard you talk about him, I looked him up and. Uh, just, you know, a lot of his concepts, I, I just, I, I see the, the overlap in, in his world and then kind of what we're both doing with the innovation entrepreneurship um, approach. And, you know, I, I think with you saying you launched Future Ready, you without it being perfect, and that goes perfectly in line with something that Gary Vee always says. And, you know, it's not about making everything perfect. It's just simply documenting. I mean, looking at what he does, uh, all of his ways to get his message out there, he's simply pressing record uh, and, and just getting, getting the real kind of rawness uh, of the day, the behind the scenes look. And I think, uh, you know, being, being transparent about what we're doing and showing the good, but then also the bad. I mean, I think that's really what we need in education. We're, we're too scared. We're too risk averse. We're too busy um, trying to create this facade of, of how we want things to be. And, and we're not being honest with ourselves about the things that we need to change. And, and, and I don't think on a large scale that we're going to get there until uh, we do both. Can't say I agree with you enough. <laughs> and, 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 and yet uh, I, that mindset you have is because you want to also take responsibility for your child's education as well. And, and I think that that also needs to be a part of the mind shift too, that um, too many people, and I don't mean this in a mean way, I just mean this realistic way, too many people think that education is the state's job. It is not. It is the parent's job with help from the state. Um, and, 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 you know, the thing that keeps me up at night and the thing, one of the reasons why I do this class is that in the next five years, we're going to have complete swaths of occupations that are going to be exiting or hurt significantly. We're living in a new world of um, freelance entrepreneurialism and finding opportunities where there aren't none. The, the quiet, complacent student who is just, they do what they're told, it's dead. It's dead. Yeah. No one wants to hire that. All companies now have to adapt or die. And if our students know how to look for opportunities, they're an invaluable source. So if you want to get your kid ahead of the line, if you want to get your kid ahead of the, like they're the, they're, because not every kid needs to be an entrepreneur. That's fine. But when your kid can see things ahead of time, when they're innovative, they can see pattern recognition. Um, they're the most valuable ones of all. And um, the sit back and let's watch things happen uh, that we have right now is just not going to cut it. And it's for those reasons I teach this class both in person and virtually. And I just, I'm really just humbled that, that you did find me and that like your middle school class is killing it. 
and that you're, you know, being transparent about it. Like, like seriously, that's everything to me that, uh, these, these kind of things are, are spreading and, 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 um, starting to, to take hold. It's one of those things that, um, you know, I, I think back to one of your earliest episodes, um, uh, that you titled, there is no, they, and, uh, I've just really internalized that. And, and I think a lot of the kids in this particular class have done that as well. And, and they just realized that, you know, if we want to make some things happen, uh, we actually have to go and do it. And, and they've embraced the idea, the, the messiness of it that, Hey, we're, we're kind of going into the dark here and, and we don't really know where we're going to end up. Um, but, it's working. Kids are happy. Kids are talking about it. I, I got to share a great story. I ended up at the high school that most of our kids in this middle school go to. And I ran into some old students and they were like, Mr. Vest, what are you doing in this innovation class? Like your kids are posting on Snapchat what y'all do all the time. And that really hit me for two reasons. It, it made me feel great because, you know, that's, that's how you really know kids are talking about what you're doing. But then also it made me uh, deeply, deeply sad and concerned that that message wasn't getting out there. Like, I didn't know that. Had I not ran into those people, I would have never known. So we have to do a better job on our end, getting the message out there and then hearing it. We've got to do a better job getting our message out there and having people in the community hear it from the kids themselves, that this is something that's truly valuable. I know. <laughs> now it's just the patience and or the impatience of getting it done. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> and, so, and look. Go ahead. What, so, you got some teachers that are going to listen to this. You have some students, some parents, and uh, they're going to probably be more local on my end of things. So, what, what's your advice? Somebody that has gone down this path for some time and, and has had great success. Um, what is your advice to them when they first hear about uh, what we're trying to do on, on our end? Start now, foster that mindset. It's everything. Um, when I hear, you know, like, don't prepare for a college future, prepare for a future. If they want to go to college, great, awesome. But don't prepare. Don't like, hey, we're going to study that SAT. That is complete. It's, it's, it's a waste of your time, in my humble opinion. If you set them up with skills to get them to be uh, innovative and entrepreneurial, all the, these other things will take care of themselves. You know, well, when I, I, I got into this really great debate with a parent, and she's like, well, you know, you've kind of scared her for wanting to go to college. I'm like, why? She's like, well, she wants to be a writer. I said, yeah. She's like, well, she should go to college to be a writer. I'm like, really? Why is that? Well, that's where you learn great writing. I said, is it? Well, she, I said, what's the point of being a writer? And she's like, well, so you can maybe like write a book or something. I said, you know what she should do? She says, what? I said, start a blog now. And I said, well, it's not just that simple. I'm like, the heck it isn't. I said, if your daughter puts out a blog now and she's what, 15? Yeah, she's 15. She puts out a blog now and the writing is at least decent. She's gaining an audience. And I said, so all of a sudden, like she, she starts doing this writing. I said, what if your daughter put out a book at age 17? Or she could have waited until she was 22. Now you tell me which one's more impressive. And all of a sudden the look on the mom's face was like, oh my God, I get it. 
if you read a book at age 17, part of the story is you're 17. Right. And if you're, and if you already have built an audience, then like you could start at a zero audience at age 22, or you can start now at age 15 and build that audience. And, and my kids, they know it's branding. My kids want to be known because they're ahead. You don't have to wait until you're 22. Start now. You can be 12 as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Don, great talking to you, sir. I truly, truly appreciate you coming on the podcast. Uh, I'm going to take yeah. a page out of your book. Um, I've been listening to you for a year now, and uh, it's either – totally candid it's either you or gary v every morning so um where can other people hear uh, sure. what you're doing or find out some of the other stuff that, that you have going actually on? it's funny you say that we're working on an alexa wake up um so when you say okay alexa play don wetrick that's hopefully it's going to come soon um so you can find my podcast start at up on anywhere you can find podcasts itunes stitcher all that good stuff google play whatever um, the, uh, the Academy, if you want to learn more is, um, future ready, the letter U.com, um, started up as a company is started up innovation.com. Although that's kind of what we do with schools and stuff. Um, then I think our really, uh, our Facebook page has been pretty fun. It's facebook.com slash start ed up. Um, we get into some forums. Heck, I give away books from authors I've had on my show. Um, all that good stuff. So find me there. Hey everybody, Jason Vest here from the After Ed Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget, if you want more, tune in to After Ed Live on YouTube, where we are showcasing things that students do in their element and, quite frankly, just killing it, doing things that they are interested in that could one day prepare them for life after ed. Have a good one.